Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. Uh, we are a couple of South Jersey guys. My name is John. With me here I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you? Great, Johnny Cakes. How you doing? This is I'm doing great. This is episode number twenty. Oh. Do you have anything do you have anything special planned for today? I didn't you know, I didn't plan anything all that grand. But a what su- you got? A few surprises. I don't want to waste them here in the beginning. Okay. All right. Um, for any new listeners, you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, or SoundCloud. And if you want to reach out to us, you could just email us at GardenStateOfMindCast at gmail.com. Jeff, I, I mean, I'm excited. 20 episodes. Who would have who ever thought we would have made it this far? W- would you have predicted something like this? Absolutely not. And when, you know, we're doing it, you know, on a shoestring budget. Now we got a little money behind us, little time. The weekly, yeah. I can't, I can't believe we maintain the weekly episodes we, pace. We, we hit our stride. We've been uh, recording weekly, putting the show out there for everyone. And and I have another surprise for you. I'm just full of, um, oh, full of good news this week. We we actually may have one sponsor coming in through uh, Anchor. One sponsor. I mean, you, I think that's something re- to be proud of. Can you reveal what it is? I cannot yet. I think that that's going to be something that either listeners are going to hear when I actually edit this podcast, because um, we'll have a live read. I'll get oh. insert into the audio, uh, so they'll find out that way. Otherwise, it'll just be something that they'll hear next week, and and we'll find out. I, I have to, uh, for, I have to first make sure it's it's something that we both would support uh, before I reveal who the who the um, sponsor is, if that makes any sense. Um, not really, but, uh, I, I'm all for it. Well, I don't want it to be somebody who, you know, uh, what, what would be a, a listen, uh, it better not be gamblers anonymous or some shit like that. No, no, not gamblers anonymous. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it to be like some Nazi Germany, uh, club, you know, I mean, it, it can't be anything like controversial okay. some organization that, that, that supports like women beating or something like that. You know, oh. you gotta be sensible about this. I concur. Okay. Um, so, look, uh, obviously obviously, our, our listenership is growing. Uh, you know, our fan base is – it's increasing weekly. And to the point where now I actually have to manage an email inbox. And I'd love to read, you know, some listener feedback, or at least one listener. Okay. Be interested. Certainly. Uh, Serge in Glassboro, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, home of the wonderful Rowan University. Uh, love the show, guys. I saw The Creed this week and loved the movie. What I don't understand is Rocky's financial situation. He lives in this old row home with broken streetlights, even though he was a former heavyweight champ and is the head trainer for The Creed. So I figured he must make some sort of cut of the multi-million dollar purse, and he owns a classy restaurant. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There's a statue of Rocky, too. Am I missing something here? Uh, that's Serge's comment and question. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think that deeply about it when I was watching the Creed. Uh, did it bother you that he was broke? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care that much. It, it didn't bother me when I was watching it either. Bill Simmons on his podcast, he he went over this too. Of like, even if he got 
a cut of the purse. You know, he's he's getting a couple million at least. The Drago Creed fight is going to be a huge payday for everybody. So a huge pay-per-view thing. So it doesn't really make sense that he's poor. But then again, it makes sense in that he's just so punchy. It all kind of works. Like, you know, he's just a he's just a row home Philly, South Philly guy at heart. I guess so. I mean, even like row home South Philly guys today, like if somebody offered them a million bucks or if they had a million dollars, I think they would change their lifestyle a little bit, um, uh, a little bit what? more than he did. Do you know anyone from South Philly? I mean, I I used to. It's not really my life anymore, but I used me, to know a ton of people. I'll tell you about what's, what ha- if someone from South Philly got a million dollars. All they would do right. is renovate the row home, maybe make it taller. They would trick out everything in the basement. You know, you have get s- some Lennox statues or Lennox statues. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Those little ceramic uh, figurines that you put in your glass cases in your in your house. Like Carmela had and was bragging about to the Pillsbury girl. Yeah, they would get extra. Um, they yeah. would get like plastic, uh, n- brand new plastic to cover their sofas in their living room. Exactly. You get a rooftop deck. They're not going anywhere. I don't know what it would take to <laughs> get people to leave their. They love it over there, man. Probably a brand new bird bath for the front lawn and a fountain. <laughs> and a, Mad- a Madonna statue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so, I mean, I'm not sure why Surge called it the Creed. Um, it's just Creed, Surge, but we appreciate you writing into us. We encourage others to write in. Thanks, you know what else? We haven't, we, yeah, thank you very much. We haven't gotten any feedback in terms of, you know, like somebody rating us on iTunes or on Google Podcasts. You know, I mean, we're definitely interested in, in seeing some five-star ratings. Uh, if you want to make fun of us, uh, feel free, but, you know, put, put, five stars on this let's keep this thing going uh i mean I, I feel like people are into it now like i said we're starting to pick up listeners yeah picking up a lot of steam yeah uh what were your thoughts on the eagles taking down the giants last week did it matter uh, not now not after the cowboys won um you know uh, well, i i was i was in and out in the second half you know, as much as I'm on the road and by myself and sometimes I can get lonely and depressed on the road, like Sunday, it was nice because I was I was just all alone. Melinda was out. Chloe was out. Hayden was at a friend's house. I was just by myself and it was really great. And then then like at halftime beat off. No, no, I no, I didn't need I didn't <laughs> I didn't need to. <laughs> Not on a Sunday. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I still keep the Sabbath. Um, but <laughs> I. You know, Hayden calls me or Hayden texts me at like halftime, like I had to pick him up. And so then I'm like arguing with Chloe, please go pick him up. She was at her boy. Like, I'm like a whole thing. Like I missed the second half base. Didn't miss it. But I was like, I was out of my I'm like, I'm like Rain Man, dude. I was like all set up and now I have to move around and, you know, leave my couch and it just fucked my shit up. And so I don't really the second half to me, I know like everyone's complaining in Giants land that they didn't run Barkley enough and all this stuff. But it's true. Yeah, I, I the Giants probably would have won if they had stuck to what their game plan was in the in the first half. The first half was the the poor half from an Eagles perspective. I mean, I thought they didn't really look that good. They still look flat. Carson Wentz really just doesn't have anybody to throw to, and I hate I hate making that excuse. I feel like I'm that's what I do for Aaron Rodgers, and that's what I'm saying for Carson Wentz. He's got no weapons. Like Golden Tate is apparently just is he done? 
I mean, did Detroit ship him out at like just the perfect time? He looks slow. Yeah, I think you know they they don't really need him this year. They kind of knew how their season was headed, and they have you know they have Jones and Galladay are pretty good, so they don't you know maybe you don't need it. Tate isn't what he was. No, I guess not. I mean, I know he's a pretty good possession receiver, um, but yeah, like they have Curry on Johnson now, and uh, apparently Legarrette Blunt is still a thing. Well, you need to they, other other than Zach Ertz. Like, you know, I hate to just, you know, whittle everything down to a fantasy aspect, but who do you want other than Wentz and Ertz on your fantasy team? Oh, from the Eagles? Yeah. Um, I used to say, like, I thought that Corey Clement was interesting, but not the way they're using him. I mean, I no. can't tell if he's good or bad. I just don't get to see him. I thought uh, against the Giants, I think they used him a little bit more, and he looked, he seemed effective. Um, and even Josh Adams seemed effective, but from a fantasy perspective, it would be Ertz and maybe Alshon, um, and certainly Carson, I guess, but he's got nobody to throw to. So, and you can't just throw it to Ertz all game. (laughs) They try, but I'm really, yeah, I'm shocked. I thought, I thought Goddard would have been a big help this year. Uh, I, um, yeah, I don't know what happened with this offense. I mean, other than the, our savior, Frank Reich, leaving and the quarterback coach. Well, I'm starting to think that there's something, you know, we, you and I were joking about Frank Reich leaving and how that's been the narrative is there's no offense left in Philadelphia. There's no offensive mind left in Philadelphia uh, to get us to where we were at last season. And guess what? I'm starting to believe <laughs> I'm starting to believe that like that wasn't just a story. That's probably true. What has Doug shown us this year that 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 tells us that he had anything to do with any uh, a lot of the play calling last year? It's, it yeah. doesn't look creative to me. No, I mean, I definitely wasn't thrilled at the time that Rack that Reich left, and um, who was the quarterbacks coach? I wasn't happy that he left either. Uh, that uh, uh, went, yeah, he, I forget. Let's he went to he went to Minnesota. He's the OC, but um, you know the 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 joke of it all is last year. Because the defense was so good, I was worried about Schwartz leaving. Oh well, I wish he had. Yeah. Maybe that. I, actually, I shouldn't say that. I mean, they've had so many injuries this year; it's hard to tell. I mean, he doesn't seem to be doing anything that creative either on the defensive side, but he doesn't have very many tools to work with there. Well, did you? They're hear down Jen- to bench players. Well, Jenkins was like they simplified the defense at halftime, and that was a difference, was it? <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, look, as an Eagles fan, I don't really have any hopes. I, I guess there's an outside chance at the playoffs. Certainly, they're not math- mathematically eliminated yet. But you figure the way that Dallas is playing, like the Eagles might be the second worst team in the in the uh, division, right? Like Dallas and like the Giants might be better. <laughs> they might be. Yeah, I mean, except their their defense is so bad that. Yeah, that's that equalizes everything, but and then Eli is so bad. Um, e- Eli's terrible, uh, but they have Saquon Barkley and um, wh- what's his name, the guy that pisses in the end zone. That's I mean Odell. Um, yeah, that's what I'm Odell, talking about. Yeah. You know, when you think of not even a fantasy player, just like we don't, other than Carson and Ertz, we don't. We need that not just a fantasy, a good fantasy player, but just some spectacular, you know. 
I, I someone nationally need is 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 anyone nationally going to talk about Alshon Jeffrey, like the way they talk about a no. or that's we need we need that one more, you know, like a no, fucking Le'Veon Bell it, would be perfect. Well, Le'Veon Bell would be perfect. I mean, even somebody that could take the top off the defense. I mean, I I feel like that's what Torrey Smith did last year, like a handful of times. Yeah, just somebody you could chuck the ball to downfield. I'm kind of bummed that he's not here anymore. Um, but not that he's anything special. I just I kind of enjoyed watching him uh, run downfield every now and then, and he mm-hmm. he was another guy you could just kind of throw it up there and he would grab it. So, all right, it, just talking about Eagles fans in general. Um, the the fact that you know I'm watching the Dallas game the other night and look, I'm I'm admiring their defense. I'm watching them as an Eagles fan. I'm not sitting there in full hate mode against the Cowboys. I'm watching them shut down the Saints. And guess what? The way the games have been going this year and watching the Chiefs and, and the Saints and the Rams, you know, games that have you're going over 100 points. I don't know. It's kind of nice to watch another team shut down one of these offensive juggernauts. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the Cowboys did on Thursday night this week against the Saints. Why can't I admire that even though I'm an Eagles fan? I can't enjoy watching that. That's that's a problem. Well, to a certain segment, it's always going to be. Uh, I don't know why. It's, it's, it, it, it seems like juvenile. It seems like just – I think that's the best word for it is just juvenile. You know, it's a Cataldi, esque violation and stinking cowboys, and it's just dumb at this point. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I'm a – I'm a football fan first, like an NFL fan, and then Eagles fan. It doesn't mean I, I – look, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I don't have any other team. But I like watching good football. And for many years <clears throat> of my life, the Eagles haven't really been a factor. So I still have to enjoy the game because every Sunday I'm going to watch games 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, you know, sure. now Sunday night. Um, so I'm not going to sit there and denounce – you know, Dallas's defense when they shut down Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Well, it was a, it was a crazy win here. I don't know how Eagles fans couldn't see that. Yeah. A couple things. I, I mean, on this podcast, I was betting on Dallas three, most of the season waiting for them. I, you know, knew they had a good defense. Offense was adequate. It's still Jason Garrett. I'm like, but still, d- defense was good enough. They should have beaten Washington in, in Washington. Like, I, I was betting on this team, and they were getting their ass kicked, the Titans at home, on a Monday night. And I had finally given up. Like, it seemed like most of the country had. And then all of a sudden now, they're unstoppable. I'm just confused, mostly. And, I, I, you know, what am I doing wrong? And I, Like I said, I'll bet, on the, I'll bet on the Cowboys. I don't care. Do you, More think I, it ha- it, do you think it has anything to do with Amari Cooper um, coming to town and, you know, helping the offense out a little bit? Maybe it keeps the defense off the field somewhat because they can extend some drives now. Uh, you know, is there anything like that? And then not only that, with Amari coming into town, uh, it maybe it opens up for Zeke Elliott a little bit. Yeah, it, it, of course it does. I, I'm not I'm not as familiar with the, with the Oakland um you know, the Oakland offensive scheme, like Amari just did not thrive there at all. We, I think we both agree Carr is probably a better quarterback than Prescott. Um, I don't know about their offensive line in Oakland. I don't know why Cooper didn't work well there, especially because 
He had uh, Crabtree. Um, he had a couple with Steven Strebney, a couple other good receivers there that, you know, could, you know, he wasn't getting double teamed. No, um, I think what I had heard was that they weren't really scheming any plays for him. So he was never the first option. Well, uh, I think in like his rookie season or whatever, he, he, he had a decent year. I thought he had over a thousand receiving yards one season, didn't he? His rookie year? I don't think so. Maybe not his rookie season, maybe his second second year. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, Gruden's an, an idiot. Gruden's an ass. I, I don't know what he's doing out there. Maybe it'll all become clearer to me next season, uh, you know, what his plan is, and he'll, he'll make some great picks in the draft, and maybe they'll they'll acquire some 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 key pieces in the offseason. But I have no idea what I don't know. I just – you know, I didn't see the game Thursday. I just have a hard time believing now. Garrett has figured things out when, when he was a total. Buff- I mean, if anything, I want to. I want them to do well, so he continues to be their coach. And I, I think part, <laughs> part part of the reason why I don't care about the Cowboys anymore is, is because they have been so lackluster, mediocre at best. Now, if they somehow reel off a Super Bowl win this year, I'll be fucking pissed, and I'll go back to the old ways of hating the Cowboys. But well, I, oh, I, can't, I know. I, to, I don't want to see that. No, to I me, it doesn't. That, that doesn't even seem like an option. I'll I'll jump right on board with every moron in the city to hate the Cowboys if they somehow make it to a Super Bowl. I'll be shocked. Of course, of but, course, I would never sit there and root for them. I still might. I mean, look if they if they perform well, I'm still going to admire a good performance. I will hate them, and I can't stand their fans. But I'm not going to say, oh, they didn't play a good game, this, that, or the other. I'm not going to deny what I actually saw with my own two eyes. I, I can't get into that kind of banter back and forth with, with Eagles fans, other Eagles fans. It makes no sense to me. It's like I'm lying to myself. Yeah. Referees. I, I don't know, and man. Bad right. calls and, and Jerry yeah, Jones. Calls. And all kinds of, like, you know. I, Jerry Jones has been a non-factor. I, maybe he has been a factor. I don't know. I mean, somehow he, he, he faked his way into the Hall of Fame, but you know, the idea that, you know, uh, some people thinking Jerry Jones has any sway with with the league or with officials. I mean, he was su- wasn't he suing them last year to, to get Eek's sus- suspension or he was like, I think he- so. Yeah, because Zeke was uh, Zeke was suspended for what, four games last year? Yeah, or, no, more than that. And then he didn't want uh, he didn't want Goodell to get a new contract. So if anything, all the calls will be going against the Cowboys. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know if, I don't know if it really matters anymore in terms of ratings, playoff wise or Super Bowl wise. If you need, you don't need the Cowboys there to garner interest. Maybe a Sunday night game, maybe. I, I don't think that's a necessary evil where even the leg has to like, well, we hate Jerry Jones, but we got to get the Cowboys, you know, some, so we can get some viewers. No, they're becoming, I would say they're probably becoming a little more relevant again. But after so many years of irrelevance, I mean, we've talked about this on multiple podcasts. Um, I think they're becoming slightly more relevant again. But no, I mean, the only teams that people care about now are what? The Patriots, the Chiefs, uh, maybe the Rams uh, and the Steelers. I want to say that those would be the like the top four. Mm-hmm. And... Nobody else is really all that exciting to watch. Maybe Russ Russ Wilson. You know, I'm I'm sure the Seahawks have have their fans out there, 
But no, yeah, it's not like it's uh, America's team anymore, the Cowboys. They're not. No. If anything, the Patriots would be America's team, I would think. But, yeah, the, even if they were America's team, it, 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 there's no need to garner this much attention or hatred from us. No, no, I, I exactly. I mean, yeah, as an Eagles fan, I'm never going to be a fan of Dallas, but it's not to the point right now where I can't watch a, a good performance and say, ah, they played well. Or they really shut down that team or they beat the shit out of them, whatever. You know, one, um, one thing that's kind of softened me with um, with hating Dallas and all this kind of stuff is not just my age and, you know, my testosterone level. It's There's been so many just not even heartbreaks, just like what the fuck moments. Like when the Giants win two Super Bowls against the Patriots, to me it's just like I just can't take it anymore. Like when the, when the Yankees beat the Phillies and they're all roided up. You know, yeah. that as we get older and older, that 09 loss is going to be one of the one of the worst ones. And, and just like it was terrible as, as every team growing up, every team in our division wins multiple Super Bowls. Those those Giants ones just they they really affected me. I, I was like that. I couldn't take those. And then, you know, I was actually watching that game with with uh, someone we both know. And I had bet the Patriots. And then he realized that. He was an Eagles fan and wanted to root for the Giants against me, so my bet would lose, which was really fun. <laughs> but then I was trying to explain to him, I'm like, "Fuck my bet! Do you really want the Giants to win another Super Bowl before the Eagles?" And that asshole, who you know, I that these are the things that like the Giants to me are worse. Their Super Bowls are way worse than even if the Cowboys somehow won this year. Um. So yeah. See, I had a different take, but that's because I have. I, I can't stand the Patriots, so for me, watching them go down, I didn't care who did it, you know, at whose hands they lost. I, I didn't care that it was the Giants. I was just happy to, to watch it happen. And not only that, it was that defensive – it was really like a, a defensive stance that the Giants took, and then Eli found his way to win. You know, some look, some lucky catches. I get it. Um, but I loved watching the Patriots get punched in the mouth. I just liked it. So that's yeah, I can't good. I can't take your position. That's fine. I don't know. You know, I, I, you there's know a, I hate the Patriots more than just about any team. Yeah, but there's other there's other losses or other wins by rivals that just piled just piled up and piled up. Where I was just I just had given up about everything. I've taken the you know I've for sure taken the extreme Bronx Tale view of sports to like I don't give a fuck who wins or loses as long as my bet does. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think I feel some of those rivalries worse with with basketball a little bit. Like if the Celtics go far, for some reason that really, really seems to bother me. Um, and and maybe I'm thinking back to, I mean, a long time ago when it, that was actually a real rivalry. Yeah. But yeah, a, a Celtics, you know, Celtics making it to the finals, that, that sticks with me even today. And I don't watch as much NBA as I used to, but that I, I can't take it. I, I'm noticing the trend, though. It's anything Boston really seems to bother me. I just can't take it, uh, them winning. That's that true. City. Yeah, because there are horrible, horrible people up there, just as bad as New Yorkers, which we've always we've discussed. These are horrible cities full of horrible people. They are. They're nasty, nasty people. They are. Um, but hey, apologies to any of our Boston listeners. <laughs> uh, we like we like you a lot. Just not everybody that lives around you. All right, you're the smart um, big, big news that came out about Kareem Hunt uh, yesterday, I guess that was, 
Uh, that would be Friday night. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Chiefs' decision? I mean, I, I, I thought it was a good call. A- any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no other decision to make. I mean, unless you're, <laughs> so, unless you're, unless you're Dan Snyder. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So he, they just uh, picked up Reuben Foster, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, could they look any worse? Could that timing be any worse for that pickup? It's just well. It's just so it's just bizarre at this point. Listen, I don't know what we have to do to to let men know that they can't hit women. I mean, if they don't know by now, like, I, I, what is wrong with everybody? Just stop it. Stop hitting chicks, please. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think as long as the NFL is handling it the way, like, if, as long as I agree with the way the NFL is handling it, that I have less of an issue with the NF, with the NFL. They can't know what's going on with all these players 24-7. But I think once you find out, you got to do the right thing about it. Tyreek Hill, um, you know, in his past, and I think we've touched on it before, I, I have a slight problem with it, but apparently he's getting married to the woman who he he beat up. Really? So, I yeah, yeah they're engaged. They just got engaged, I want to say, in September of this year. And, you know, they have a son together. It was the same son that was in her stomach when he punched her. Um. So it's no, like I a, mean the kid's fine. It's like three years old. It's like a Christopher Montesanti. Once you give her your last name, then you can lay your hands. <laughs> you know. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know, I don't know what. I, I don't. Well, I, if she doesn't have a problem with it. I guess I can't. With with Tyreek Hill, I mean, she's with him. I don't know, man. Is this is this part? Is this more a part of the culture than we know? Like, is this more like, you know, first we, we did see it all throughout the Sopranos. It was just like a matter of fact, you just, you just hit your woman all the time. Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't well, grow up. Silvio and Christopher. Yeah. Right. I mean, no, T- they were Tony all. Tony never hit Carmella. No, no. He, only, he just punched the wall next to her. But, um, <laughs> right. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up like this. Certainly my dad wasn't hitting my mom growing up. I don't think any of my relatives, uh, beat their wives uh, or girlfriends. I, I just don't know. I don't know. It seems so prevalent now. Like, Well, I or it's, yeah, or there are just guys running around. Um, some of them happen to be in the NFL, you know, a handful of them as far as we know, and, and it's okay with them. Like they don't, they just don't think about it before they do it, I guess, or they've thought about it and they don't care. Well, um, I, I think one thing to keep in mind too, and I think, uh, I think Bill Simmons had mentioned this in the past where if when o, when OJ Simpson dies and they examine his brain and see it, and see that it's ravaged by CTE it will make some sense of when he's you know chopping two people's heads off like you have to figure right. that you know I know you, I, I'm not a big fan of the intelligence of pro athletes but football players for sure there's so many hits now so the the league is basically you know uh, uh, penalize hits out of the game, but there are still so many collisions, and the fact that these guys just get right up and move around still is mind blowing. You got to figure there's something wrong with them, in that you know just the accumulation of all these events in their heads fucks up their heads, and then you look at all these like MMA guys who are getting constantly punched in the heads and they're beating the fuck out of women too, like all over the place. Like there's so many, it's like it's too much of a coincidence. Yeah, the violence is like spawning more violence, but just in a different way. Yeah, I mean, I wonder about the future of the NFL. Not that I want it to ever go away, but it's just 
kind of crazy when you look at when you think about just these long term injuries that they're sustaining and, and the damage, you know, to their the neurological damage that is being done. And I I don't know, like they're changing the game a whole lot. But now if 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 you know one out of every ten to twenty players is going to turn out to be a woman beater, I'm not saying that's the the, the ratio today. It's just it, it's trending in a, in the wrong direction. You know, we, I, we know of a couple of them just this this year. So I don't know. I I I think it's bullshit that uh, Tyreek Hill is still on a on a roster. And yeah. Jo- and Joe um, Joe Mixon. I've I I happen to know actually my part of my sales territory too. I know a bunch of Chiefs fans in Kansas City. I know a few Bengals fans. And, you know, like the Bengals fans, as, as soon as they drafted Mixon, I immediately made fun of them. And and I, from their span, standpoint, yeah, what can they do? They can't they can decide who their team drafts. And He's a bad know, guy, isn't he? Yeah, he was. A, he was. I think we got confused with our with our videos. He might have been the one in the Burger King or okay. I thought it was Hill, but I'm not sure. But, you know, I, Kansas City, salt of the earth people. I was there you know, that his first season. And they're like, yeah, you know, it was bad stuff. But by week 10, when he's running back about three or four punt returns, you know, they don't care anymore. I mean, that's sad, but. I Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the point. I saw some tweets about it where some people are just, you know, look, I love watching the NFL and I don't care what these people do. Uh, you know, as long as I, I like the product that's on TV or that's on the field that I'm watching, uh, look, I'm all set. I don't feel that way. I mean, I, you know, I even had a problem with Adrian Peterson uh, after I found out what he was doing, beating his kid with a, what do you call it, a switch? Yeah. Twigs or sticks. Um, yeah, I have a, I had a major problem with that, uh, you know, beating a kid. And, and now I'm going to watch this guy in the NFL, you know, but I don't know. I guess, look, I, I continued watching the game. So I didn't boycott anything. So I guess my stance means nothing. Yeah, that's um, a, yeah, that's that's the better question for me and you is what would it take for us to not watch? We're lucky in that you know at least Eagles we haven't had any any woman beaters, right? Um, no, we've just had Riley Cooper <laughs> shouting the N word at a, at a country music concert. He was uh, you know, he's made everyone proud that day. But how yeah, we haven't had on, much. How did he stay on the team after that? Was that a um, uh, it was Chip, right? Chip was still yeah, here. Yeah, it was when, Chip when Riley went off, and he yeah. Well, I guess Chip's a racist, is my guess. <laughs> Probably. I, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I I can't confirm that. I'm just saying. What? Why else would you leave that guy on your roster? He wasn't any good. No, I don't know. He he's, no, actually, he scored a lot of touchdowns. He was part of that offense. Um, if you yeah, look, sure. We we we'd probably be shocked at how many touchdowns he caught those those couple of years. Yeah, he had a good game when Sanchez came in against the Cowboys on that Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, I think Riley Cooper had a good game uh, that day. I'm not sure if you remember that, but yeah. when Chip was still here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought if I, I was Chip, it's like, okay, well, I have this guy that's subpar talent. He's a racist. Uh, I'll keep him around. Like, why? Why wouldn't you cut him? Yeah, I, I, again, like – not you know, not to minimize that, but that's our worst one. I mean, Michael Vick is his own category because he were, he was already out of jail, and um, but you know, yeah, we're lucky we haven't had any really, you know, really bad guys other than just saying n words all around. No, we we have. I think we've been kind of blessed uh, 
in that respect. But yeah, I mean Riley Cooper, he was he was a fucking idiot. Um all right, God, we've talked about we've talked about this for a while now. There was something about Michelle Obama and Oprah that you had texted to me <laughs> and it sounded like something you wanted to talk about. It, is this another controversy? Are we going to be pissing more people off? What, what, what happened here? No, I just um, – so Oprah was interviewing Michelle Obama, and I heard, this, I heard this clip on Howard Stern. And so I guess they're doing a tour or something, Obama and Oprah, and, and they were talking about the prices for this. It was like $1,000 to go watch them, like talk to each other. And <laughs> $1,000 tickets? Something like that. Like that. Then there was special backstage passes that were maybe that was a thousand dollars, but the regular tickets were like three to five hundred. I mean, just kind of insane. And I'm not, I, you know, I don't want to downplay the significance of Oprah and Michelle. They're, you know, certainly important women. I get it, of course. But uh, where's this quote? Do you have the quote? <laughs> oh God, I I wish I did. I feel like you gave me you gave me a little snippets from it. Uh, I just heard but one. I, it didn't make much sense. I was driving around Toronto. I heard this and I was like, I had to rewind it about 10 times so I could text it. So I didn't forget it. Um, it because it, the question was, do you, uh, do you miss the white house or what do you miss about the white house? I found it something along the lines of, do you miss the white house or, you know, what do you take? Whatever, you know, yeah, I guess m most people would say, yeah, I missed the Lincoln bedroom or, you know, something probably superficial. Um, this is what she's saying. Okay. We took, we took from the White House. Well, no, I don't, we don't, I don't miss it. We took what was important from the house with us. Family values, friendship. <laughs> now in the middle of, after she says friendly, after she says family values, Oprah does a wow. Like, like this was the most profound thing that's ever been said. Like she, she's putting us all in our place because we were going to be stealing candelabras, you know, and and silverware, not Michelle Obama. Right. All she needed was her family values. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. And how is this helping regular people? This is just such nonsense. But what what made me start writing this down was Oprah's wow. Like like. Well, she was impressed. With that answer, we what we took what we took was important from us: family values, friendship. We don't miss the house. It was historic. I I I, I was just blown away by the wow and the, the give me well, the. For me, it would have been wow. I don't understand your answer. What do you mean you <laughs> took family values from the house? What does that mean? That sounds like something that just that I would hear like George Bush say. Not not George H W Bush, who just passed away. May he rest in rest peace. In um. G.W. Bush, you know, family values. Like, what does that mean? You took family values away from the White House. It, I don't. You just had family values, right? You instilled them in your daughters. You didn't take them from the White House. So that answer made no sense. It's and a, it, there wasn't like a special towel or something that they took. You know, <laughs> no comfy washcloths. Something that they stuffed in the suitcases as they were leaving. Right. Uh, I I don't know. It's you it know, was like it, a. a superficial answer it's a yeah it's a perfect non-answer it's you know she might as well have said well we're on to houston next week you know th there's nothing you're getting out of this if we're going to this you know this show or this interview whatever it may be and we're hoping to glean information to help us with our lives well first you better get into princeton like michelle obama did and you know you better be pretty fucking smart 
you know, I, family value. I just, uh, it's, it's just all so dumb. It's all, everything is just so nonsensical. Yeah. The fact that people are paying a thousand dollars to watch these interviews, if that's what it is, but, I'm uh, in shock. I mean, why would I care? But what, I, like, yeah, I, like you said, I don't want to downplay them, but ugh. Yeah, my, yeah, my reaction is it's certainly not. Well, it is. This is just some dumb bullshit. How is anyone falling for this? Like I, you know, is it is this where like Michelle talks about when her and Barack first met and they went on a date and he cut a hole in the bottom of a popcorn uh, container and shoved his wieners <laughs> in there? Like, do, am I hearing little anecdotes like that? That might be an interesting story, actually. Oh, that'd be something. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, yeah, but I mean, I don't think you're going to be hearing that. Well, here's you know, here's the other thing. Um. We all tell our kids – this probably started with our generation a little bit, maybe with Sesame Street where, you know, you're, everyone's important. <laughs> Here comes my bad message. Everyone's important. You can do anything. You can do this. You can do that. No, you can't. No, you can't. Michelle Obama was a first lady. You know how many people have the opportunity to do that? I don't know. One half of one half of one percent of the population. No, you're not going to be first lady if you're in that audience. Trust me. And neither will your kids. So, you know, cut it out, rich, famous people, you know, that, that, that get to these heights that no one can imagine, no one can achieve. Trying, trying to relate, you mean, like, where they're trying to relate to the common person? Yeah, like, like they're going to be you. Like, they're going to give us the answer. Like, the, like the, the Nike commercials now that are out, it's like, I, I forget the slogan, but it's, um, you know, not that you can do it, you haven't done it yet, or it hasn't been done yet. You know, they'll show You'll like, never do it. Is that the next uh, step? <laughs> it should be because even <laughs> – He'll never get it done. Yeah, even the dude with one hand on uh, on Seattle. You know, he yeah, sure. He only has one hand. Um, can, he can do basically everything a zillion times better than I could with his body, with his his speed, his strength, you know, everything. But but he doesn't have a hand. Am I, am I close to him because I have two hands? Of course I'm not. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I, I would love to be a linebacker in the NFL, but I wasn't close to it, Johnny. No, you could have three hands and you still wouldn't be able to do what he's doing. In fact, I would spot you two more hands. And in fact, my hands total, my third leg was only a detriment. (laughs) Yeah. Well, right. It just keeps getting tangled up in your leg hairs. Um, Anyway, we, we, we got to make some NFL picks. I, I uh, think um, yeah. it's about that time in the show. Why don't you recap? I'm not sure if you have our records in front of you. Are you able yeah. to um, kind of yeah. recap where we stand this far in the season? Yeah, you took a tumble last week, Johnny. You went one and four. <laughs> yeah, it was a – well, not there haven't been that many great weeks with me, but go so on. So now you're 20-20-1, you're and one, so you're still at least even. Uh, okay. But you need a good week this week. I'm uh, – I'm 27, 21, and 1. So I had a decent – I went Ooh. 3 and 3. Yes. You had a good week. Um, okay. Well, are there any games in particular that you're feeling good about where you want to start this mm. week? You, you go first. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Um, okay. Unless you uh, maybe uh, need my advice first to so get you off the schneid. No, I'd rather <laughs> dig my I'm, – I'm a man. I'd rather dig my way out myself. Right. I don't need your help. Let's say um, – I'm going to go – I can't believe I'm going back here. This team has burned me so many times. Um, 
the the Packers laying 13 against the Cardinals. <laughs> I know, I know. I just feel like I, I oh don't my know that God. Arizona's going to be able to do much. You are it's such much. a fucking Larry... believer. Like, get over I it. No, I. You know what? I I heard somebody else. It might have been Sims Lefko. It might have been Lefko talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, his post game conference, I guess, after after they lost to the Vikings. And he basically had that tone of voice when he's when he was talking to the media, uh, the same tone of voice that he had with the R E L A X. Remember when he went off yes. uh, like that a couple seasons ago, right? When they they started off poorly, and it sounded like hey, he started rattling off all the teams uh, that they're going to be playing over the next five weeks, almost as if he was listing out teams that he's just going to destroy. So, I, you know, whether or not that's going to happen, I don't know. But I do think against the Cardinals, it's a pretty good start. They're laying 13. It's in Green Bay. This should be a really easy win. And I think if they can get up and if they use Aaron Jones the right way and they just run the ball all day, keep Arizona off the field. Look, I mean, I know Patrick Peterson's still a good cover corner and he'll, he'll, he'll cover Devontae Adams. I don't know. The Packers have enough to at least go up by two touchdowns on this team. So Packers minus 13. Wow. I actually, yeah. uh, I, now since I had the saints in my pick em pool, so my week is over mm-hmm. for the pick em, and I did, yeah. I actually picked the Cardinals to win the game. I'm like, I was going to roll with it. It's not official yet, but, um, that's silly. Did I you put one point on that. Uh, no, I put four actually, but uh, it's not set in stone. Um, I'll just yeah I'm I'm taking the thirteen. Okay, all right. Well, we're against each other. Yeah, if he wants to run, if he wants to come out and beat all these teams, good for him. And it will, it will be snowing up there, by the way. It's going to be snowing in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's great. I think that means it's going to be a heavy run game. All right. I don't know. That's a lot of that's a lot of points for good teams to to be giving. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. I'm going to leave it at that. We're not going to get into that. No, I I can't. Okay. Um, There are some tough games on this slate. Um, And I, God, I can't believe I'm going with this team. Uh, But the Panthers uh, taking on Tampa Bay, Mm. down in Tampa Bay. Uh, They're laying three and a half. I just don't have any faith in Tampa Bay. And I shouldn't really have any faith in Carolina, except that, my God, they can score. They can score. Their defense is okay. They can score. I think that they're going to shake off the cobwebs a little bit this week. Um, I feel okay with them laying three and a half against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to probably be able to keep up for most of it, but uh, I feel pretty good. Maybe McCaffrey has another big day, and um, Cam actually can close one out. Panthers. Yeah. All right. Good luck with that. I'm I'm done betting for or against the Panthers and Cam Newton anymore. I don't know what's okay. going to happen there. I don't even care. Um, Where are you going next? I'm going Buffalo. Um, taking the four. You're a Buffalo believer. Guess what? They are the second ranked defense DVOA, uh, right behind the Bears, and actually ahead of Denver and Houston. Um. I think Buffalo wins a game. I might be doing a money line, uh, money line bet with this. Plus one sixty three. That's all it is. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I might just it's take not huge. I might just take the four. But yeah, I, I like Buffalo here. Good defense. Uh, good running game. 
I know Miami's had weird games at home, but I I just like the Bills here. They're better. The do- the Dolphins are minus two hundred. Wow. Yeah. I, hmm. Okay. Well, you're ta- you you're taking the Bills plus four. Right? I am. Yes. Okay. All right. Bills plus four. Um, I wanted to go to the Bears Giants game. However, I don't think Trubisky's playing, and. That makes it a little bit difficult for them to score very often. And I do think the Giants can still score, especially because they have Saquon. You know, if they play it smart. And by the way, <coughs> Pat Shermer, I'm sorry. He's not. I, I had to listen to all this talk about Pat Shermer oh, in I know. the offseason and how, how great it was that he was going to the Giants. What has he shown us? Nothing. He's had Saquon Barkley all year. They can't get anything going offensively. Uh, every now and then they do, but really, it, is, is, has this been a, an example of Pat Shermer's offensive genius? <laughs> I, you know, he, even despite Eli, how they're not just coming up with something, wrinkles of, you know, they should be scoring 28 points a game. Yeah, I, I guess they... I would say so, and uh, so I'm I'm un, unimpressed with Pat Shermer. Um, but so I was going to go on that game, but I am not going to now. Uh, and guess what? I'm I'm going against the Jags this week. I'm taking the Colts minus three and a half in Jacksonville. Okay. Scary scary proposition, I think, because that Jaguars defense is still decent, and and the Colts lost uh, Jack Doyle, which kind of sucks. Um, but Marlon Mack is going to play, I think, and so they have a run game, and I think Andrew Luck can get it done. They're on a roll, man. They're they're play they're they're in the hunt for a playoff spot in Indianapolis. Yeah, um, I, I I like them this week against the Jags, so I'll, I'll lay three and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, how I think about that. I went back and forth. Um, I actually will take the Bears. Uh, I think I think they just completely annihilate the Giants' offense. I think I don't think Barkley breaks fifty yards and I, on the I, ground or in the air. Oh, all right, maybe. Well, on the ground for sure. I, I I think I think they just completely take away uh, Barkley and Odell and get to Eli. Uh, hopefully, day. I I, I want to bet on sacks somehow. <laughs> I want the over. I think I think they just murder Eli all game, and uh, I I think they have. I think Chase can do enough things where you know they can get to pass a three and a half. Yeah. The, I mean, the giants defense is, is nothing. Right. So yeah, you're probably right there. It's not like maybe me making a big deal about Trubisky not playing is probably a little bit much. Um, it, it's not the end of the world. Chase, Chase showed that he could do a little something, I think with his last start. Yeah. I, All right. All right. Um, we got to do Sunday, guess... Sunday night, Monday night. Um, I have a, I just want to mention. We do, but I. Oh, oh, go ahead. All week long, I thought the Browns were going to win. If I had to bet the game, I think I've completely switched, and I like the Texans. Um, I don't know if I'm making it my pick, but I think I think there's going to be a big overreaction to Cleveland's win in Cincinnati. Uh, it's on my. Okay. It's, it's not a pick. I also like Minnesota. I think Minnesota can beat the Patriots too. Um, hey, speaking. 
Yeah, um actually that's one of my picks. Okay. Speaking of Cleveland, by the way, did you <laughs> did you see at the end of the game um yeah, I saw it all. Hugh Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> you saw the whole uh-huh. the, the, with Baker and Hugh. Oh my god, that was the funniest thing to watch live, man. It really was. And the fact that it, it sounds like Hugh might be Marv's successor in 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 uh Cincinnati. Talk about how to keep a franchise down. Yeah. Bring in Hugh Jackson to run it. Oh my God! I, I, there's nothing to be said. It's so, it's so sad. <laughs> I mean, the guy couldn't win. He finally got a quarterback, and he still couldn't really win. It's just astounding to me that that guy's going to get another job. But not that I want him to go uh, unemployed. I think that he could probably be brought in at you know maybe a lesser position than head coach. But okay, uh, yeah. What do I know? Let's move on. I'm not some billionaire I, 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 oil tycoon. He doesn't deserve us to be talking about him. No, he doesn't. Well, we'll be talking about him next year uh, if he's a <laughs> head coach. Um, yeah, okay, I'm not going to break down the analysis here on Vikings-Patriots. I'm just going to say I like the Vikings' chances at staying close to the Patriots. Five points is a lot, um, and and I'll take that. I mean, I think the Vikings – I know that Stephon Gilmore is going to be on digs, and he's probably going to – uh, there's a good chance he'll shut him down, but uh, guess what? They still have Thielen. Um, they they still have uh Kyle Rudolph. They still have that running back. I can't, his name escapes me at the moment. Dalvin Cook. They they should be able to keep pace, don't you think? I do. I I, I think this this is their one chance to prove that they are really a good team this week, and I think they do it. Well, and they I, did beat um. Green Bay. They did beat Green Bay. So what? Everybody does. <laughs> hey, come on. It still means something when you take down Aaron Rodgers. It does. Uh, okay. I have. Uh, All right. All right. I Agree have my, to disagree. Yeah. I have my upset special of the week. Uh, I don't know if it's, oh, really, it's really an upset. It's actually a good team. But I like the Chargers to win in Pittsburgh. I'm certainly taking the three points. Um, I uh, one of my, you know, I, I don't. I don't closely watch everything, you know. Maybe it's, it's it's odd that I gamble so much and give away my picks, but uh, I'm right about so many things when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we could list them all, but as I'm texting to you, that remind me not to bet on Roethlisberger anymore because he just throws too many interceptions, and then you berated me for it, and then he throws the game losing interception. I'm just he did. I just I'm, I'm tired of bad play calling again. Bad play calling again. They did the same thing against New England last year. Um, same thing happened. Ben threw a pick. They need to run. They should be running the ball a little bit. They had they had a little bit of time where they could have done that. It was just bad play calling. And Ben, it's never it's never Ben's fault. He throws every receiver under the bus, and you know the guy. Oh, the guy, the linebacker popped up. I never in a million years saw that play. Or, you know, that, that was his answer for that. Really? All right, Ben. Well, <laughs> well, ben, well guess what? You know what's not, never going to pop up? Me betting on the Steelers for the rest of this All season. right. Well, I, I'm still a believer. I'm going to lay three. So we're Perfect. going head-to-head again. Love it. All right? I love it for Good. Sunday night. Guy, a lot right. of texts. You can, you, all listen, right, uh, you can keep betting on Ben and Aaron Rodgers like it's, night, like it's 2011. Okay. All right. Uh, you're such a you're such a new age uh, gambler. <laughs> so happy for you. These are old uh, guys. Final. Listen, final night game. I got to keep this show moving yeah, here. Sorry. You, you're you're holding it up. Uh, Skins Eagles tomorrow night in Philadelphia. Eagles laying six. 
<laughs> Eagles laying anything is kind of a joke to me, but uh, I don't feel confident taking the Redskins. So I'm just going to have to go with the Eagles and lay the six points and hope for the best. I'm going to cross my fingers. I'm going to go with my, yeah, my same old logic as last week. In the first half, the Eagles are given three and a half, and it's favored. It's minus 120. And the over 22 and a half is favored. I think I'm just going to take the Eagles. Uh, yeah, I'll take them for the game, too. Don't forget the first half. Um, a couple other first halves, by the way. Um, Kansas City given eight and a half in Oakland is a good one. Um, and the Rams. Where are the Rams? The Rams are uh, giving six and a half in the first half is another nice one. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe the Eagles are giving six points, but fuck it. I'll lay it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay it, too. Okay. All right. Those are our picks. Good luck to anybody who uh, I doubt people are going to be uh, following my picks this week, but they might be following yours. So good luck to them. Um, one last thing before we go, we, we kind of touched on a topic of male crying, uh, embarrassing uh, cries, if you will. Uh, maybe in my past or in your past. I don't know if you want to share any. I'm going to share one. I feel like this could be a good weekly segment where we just reveal like maybe one embarrassing thing about ourselves uh, that that you feel comfortable doing. You know, <laughs> episode 21 you... isn't enough. Or 20. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, just go back and listen to the previous 19. I'm sure you'll find plenty of embarrassing moments. But um, I will reveal this guy. This this is good. This is killer. Um, <laughs> I I have <laughs> I have teared up <laughs> watching uh <laughs> the end of Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> oh god. I uh, oh, it feels such a relief to get it off my chest. It really does. I've never All seen right, it. you can commence. You can commence now. I'm, Go ahead. I've I've, <laughs> I've never seen that movie, so I don't know anything about it. Is that the <laughs> Renee Zellweger? It is. Uh, what's even probably more embarrassing is I'll I'll watch that movie. Like if I'm flipping through and I find that it's on, I'll stick with it. I'll watch it all the way through to the end. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoy it. So you know I don't know what to say. It's something that I'm not gonna not watch something because of what society may think about me. I know. Um, I don't know how you know. bad or how bad that may be crying at that. Um. I teared up. I'm not uh, saying it. it wasn't a full <laughs> full blown cry. I full blown cried at Marley and me. I I, I had tears yeah. streaming down my face. I, I really did. And you can relate to that. You're a dog owner. I I, I thought. Yeah, Marley and me is a tough one. You don't want to watch that in front of the kids. And no, uh, God no. I was watching uh, Field of Dreams in a hotel by myself a couple weeks back, and uh, you know, Dad, you want to have a catch? Did you openly weep? No, Did I weep? no, I was, I was like, Aww. you know, it was, it still gets you when he wants to have a catch. Have with you his ever dad. wept? Have you wept at a at a movie or something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, I think so. I can't. I'll have to think about what what it is though. But I'm sure I have. You're well, killing the segment. I, you had a whole week to think about this. See, I was thinking more about not movies. I was thinking just real real life situations. Oh, well, I mean, if you have something you'd like to share, feel free. I mean, I don't, the time. I don't necessarily want to share it, but I, um, <laughs> we, were on vaca- we were on vacation. We were out in Yellowstone, and um, you know, it's, most of the park is very sporadic cell service. So we had left our – back then, we only had one dog, and it was our first dog. And we, we left her with friends or family. Um, we, we didn't use a kennel. 
So uh, we had left it with someone new that week. Not new, like we knew her, but um, so we were at a certain place in the park and, and I was up at like five in the morning. I was getting ready to annoy my kids by waking them up early and like do a sunrise or some shit. But anyway, I got like a phone, a voicemail like saying, call home, like something with our dog and like she's gone. And I called oh, God. them. Uh, yeah, I called them and they're like, she just, I had opened the door and I was kind of blocking it, but she just got past me and she's, and she ran away. And I was like, she's gone. You got to be shitting and me. There's nothing we could do about it. Yeah. And there's nothing we could, anyone could do about it. She's gone. <laughs> I knocked out every phone. Did you booth feel like uh, De Niro? Yeah. You felt like De Niro in the phone booth? Yeah. Johnny, this is the first dog of my life. As we know from my own Livia, I was not allowed to have a dog. And I'm like, and, right. and all I could think was my dog wasn't used to this person watching her. And I just kept thinking like, oh, my God, she was looking for us. And that's why she ran. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. so now I, I was like out in the hallway when I, when I got this message. So now I go back into our room and like it's still very early in the morning, like, I don't know, six or seven or something. I, I bring Melinda to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, my God. Now I'm crying. I'm like, Isabel is gone. They're, they're going to let us know. They don't know where she is. You know, and it was like a day and a half that she had been gone or something like crazy. And then like, and we're like, should we tell the kids? We didn't know. And then like we went, you know, the kids woke up and it some somehow realized something was wrong. And then I just started bawling in front of the kids. <laughs> our, our dog was gone. <laughs> Ah, oh, you pussy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's a fitting way to end this story. <laughs> um, okay, listen, we that that's it for this week. Oh, come um, on, <laughs> come come back, come back with uh, more embarrassing stuff next week. I I know I will. There's plenty there for me to share. I, I got to be honest with you. Um, well, listen, I'm I'm sad about that. It sounded like the plot line for uh, Snoopy come home from what I remember, but she, she I, ended I, up I, she ended up being found. Thanks for asking. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> and you cried over nothing. Uh, uh, I, uh, you're yeah, such a we puss. left our, we left our vacation. We left that day. I had like things scheduled and planned that were paid for. I'm like, we're out of here. <laughs> and we see how dogs just upend your life. We were driving. Oh yeah, God. we're driving ten hours to like Denver, and in the middle of that trip, she was found. And then at that point, we're uh, just well, like, all right, we're out of here. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Happy that, you know, that would have been a sad, sad ending for you and your family. So <laughs> really glad. Yeah, I um, like, I okay. Like you set me up, Cakes. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha you good. <laughs> um, all right, that's it for this week. You've never it's even been a pleasure, Jeff. You've never even seen, seen Bridget Jones, Jones' diary, have you? No, I definitely. Sadly, I have. I, I'll talk more about it on on a future pod. Maybe I'll review it for everyone. It's only twelve, fifteen years old. Uh, it's still relevant. Um, all right. Listen. Have a good week, weekend. Uh, and and same to all of our listeners. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's been great. Bye, Johnny Cake. Take care. It's a god of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time Football kids and movies about crime It's a god in the state of mind